Welcome to episode three of the Transformation Chamber with special guest, yoga entrepreneur, Jazz Porter. In this episode, we talk about the spiritual journey from corporate to consciousness, the life-changing effects of meditation, and finding your flow. With that being said, let's step into the Transformation Chamber. That was an intentional breath, and welcome to episode three of the Transformation Chamber. (laughs) So this episode I'm super excited about uh, right now. It's going to be a great episode. I'm here with my friend Jazz Porter, and anybody who knows her knows that she is full of wisdom, insight, and information, and then also the ambience is set, right? We got sage burning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got mm-hmm. candles lit mm-hmm. uh, And I'm drinking my uh, hibiscus tea No it's not hibiscus tea Aveda Aveda tea mm-hmm. I, That's your third time telling me that it's And I okay. still don't got it Anyway <laughs> So a little bit about Jazz Porter She is a yoga entrepreneur A soul coach And also the owner of Ascend Clothing So mm-hmm. welcome to the show Thank you Thank you for having me Yeah no problem And we also have a, a co-host here uh, Venus your dog is here Yes So if daughter. you guys hear a little barking Just Say what's up to Venus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're crashing her spot. So, Jazz, first of all, again, thank you again for being on the show. Um, you kind of know a little bit about the Transformation Chamber, but I'll, I'll just bring you up to speed since I have you here. You know, uh, the whole idea is just to look at, at your life and see how you've been able to get to where you are now as this, like, this very polarizing figure uh, within the yoga community, the way I see you, and how you've uh, amassed so much influence particularly here in the city of Houston, but I know you were doing it before you got to Houston. Uh, I met you right when you got here from Dallas. So, um, you know, yeah, give us a little bit about your background. So I was born and raised in the DFW. So born in Fort Worth and then lived in Dallas for majority of the time. And then two and a half years ago, I moved to Houston. So a little bit of extra background. I have a degree in psychology. That's what I was going to do with my life. I was in a program to get my Ph.D., when I went through this awakening process and totally went to the left. Yeah. <laughs> I think you told me about this process before, but uh, can you go into that again? Like you were on a straight and narrow path, knew what you wanted and then boom. Yeah. So I knew I was sure about psychology for a long time since I was before I was 18. Like I already knew that was the plan going to college and I've made it through my undergrad and I worked corporately while I was going through school. Working in a corporate environment changed me so much. And it was really difficult because in my mind, I'm like, I'm only doing this to get through school, pay for school. And then once I'm done, I'm going to do this. And then it just right back in a corporate environment. Pretty much. I mean, you know, as a therapist, you have your own business and you can work independently or work with another staff. But I was in sales corporate and that's a different animal. That's a different, we, beast. <laughs> that's a different beast. You know, anything about that, it was really crazy. So just being in an environment that was so passive aggressive and hostile and um, you just had to really adapt to the environment to succeed. Mm-hmm. And success was always really important to me, you know, getting the bonuses outshining as far as sales and performance. And it just is crazy. How did that affect you internally, emotionally? Like, what was it like coming home every day after working in that type of environment for you specifically? I had a really, really tough time. There were times where I was at work physically shaking 
of anger. Wow. Um, and it's so interesting because it's so relevant to current trending topics right now and just like minimizing yourself in an environment to make white people comfortable. And anytime you're direct or you speak up, even if it's in the most professional way, you are insubordinate, you are aggressive, there's retaliation. Whether it's your scheduling, what you want us to be, you're not getting that off day, you're not put on these certain leads or whatever, there's just so much. And it just, it was really, really challenging. Wow. So <laughs> so you went through the corporate experience, which I have my own experience too, and we'll get, in, get into that hopefully a little later. Um, and then you say you came to an awakening. Uh, what was that? What was that process? Can you walk us through that? It was like a snowball effect. The first thing that opened up my mind was a bottle of lotion, actually. Yeah, I was like, I want more hydration in my product. So I started, I went to Walmart and I looked through these bottles. I'm looking on the back. I'm like, what the hell is it? And I'm seeing words that I can't even pronounce. Right. So I started Googling and then it just turned on a whole snowball. I'm like, what is in this? And then it was what is in everything else I'm using? What is in the food I'm eating? The vegan journey started and then just spiritual awakening and me reading all these books, it just went off the deep end really fast, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so you, so now you use all these products. Like I, last time I was here, I had a type of tea. I can't remember the name of it. It was like, it was the name just threw me all the way off. I think it was from Yokini Organics. We can ask her. Okay. Yeah. But so now you live this lifestyle a hundred percent. Like you've been vegan for how long now? Four and a half years. And what's that change been like for you? I would never go back. Um, the way that I feel uh, as far as like my connection to the earth is different. My vibration is higher. My compassion has expanded as far as removing the superiority complex of being a human. Um, energy wise, skin, hair, everything is just better. <laughs> so in a, for the sake of a transformation do you think this awakening is what allowed you to get from that place of just mm -hmm. you know into where you are now mm -hmm. um can you talk about the the changes that have occurred since then professionally mm -hmm. um and how you got to the space of an entrepreneur so once i went through this awakening process i realized that i could not spend another day wasting my life wow and you know this society it structures work as a necessity you go trade hours for dollars and anyone who knows anything about money there's a lot of other ways to make money besides you exchanging your time for an hourly amount that's not something i was taught uh, my mother is an entrepreneur but she still exchanges time for dollars only and my father works for a company and does the same thing and so I was just like, I'm unhappy here. This is eight hours of my life that I cannot get back. And I have so much more that I could offer the world besides sitting at this desk filing these papers. And it got to be such an intense feeling that I just did not have a choice. Um, and the job that I was at, I had um, transferred corporate positions and that job just was ridiculous. There was a situation that happened with management and I just blew up the spot, got human resources in involved. I was just like, this is crazy that people have to hide what's going on because they're afraid to be retaliated against at work. And well, I, yeah, go no, ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, <laughs> that's a lot to unpack and, and we're going to get into it. Uh, that takes a level of 
boldness, I think I would say, and um, awareness, mm-hmm. right? And you, mm-hmm. I know you're all about self-awareness. Um, what do you think is the difference between you and other people who can't see or, or maybe feel that to be able to say, hey, this is not uh, humanly right for the soul, for the spirit? I think innately, just naturally who I am, I've always pushed the envelope where there was questioning my mama, like, mama, this is not the only way to do what you're telling me to do. That's just always been my spirit. Two, I had a side hustle. So I was doing hair on the side. So I wasn't actually scared to lose my job. I'm like, I can make money and I'll be okay if they do fire me. Um, And also understanding how to operate in that environment because you're so mad at what's going on. Your approach is usually emotional. And I had to be really tactical and professional. And all that I understood about documentation and forming something that makes sense chronologically, I put to get I took a couple of months to gain this information. She was breaking the law. This is how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And I created the file and presented it to human resources, because if you go in there like crying, she pissing me off. That's not going to get you the response. Right. So, um, yeah, understanding how to do it and take a breath, take a breather. Don't act out of emotion and. Yeah, a combination of that, I guess. <laughs> so, so help me understand. Um, so, one, just to be clear, we're you're. I, I don't. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is it for every? Do you think is everybody supposed to be an entrepreneur? Do you, you know some people? Uh, you know, they might hear you say exchanging time for dollars, and they're like, "Well, I'm happy in my job." You know, uh, what's your thought process around that? I don't think being an entrepreneur is for everyone. And sometimes I hear people say, I don't like people telling me what to do. That's why I want to start my own business. That is not enough. Um, It takes a lot of business savvy organization, understanding clientele retention, understanding professionalism, understanding, you know, accounting, budgeting, profits, loss. Like it's you wearing a lot of hats when you get started until you get to a space where you can bring on help, which takes time. Um, I think what's most important is to align yourself with a company that matches with your integrity. You can work for someone and there are great companies out there to be with. But if you feel like you're literally sacrificing who you are and you're people don't even understand the effects of you being somewhere for eight hours and you cannot be yourself. Right. (sighs) Again, that goes back to self-awareness. Some people. And this is a question for you. You said sacrificing who you are. Some people don't know who they are. (laughs) Also. (laughs) So what is some practical steps that you uh, would give to people to say, hey, you know, you need to go on this journey of self-discovery. Here's where you can start. So speaking to me being a soul coach, that's some of the work that I do with people. Help them find out who they are and just simple questions, you know, you sitting with yourself, bringing up some sort of topic or situation, unpacking, just feeling words, because sometimes people just operate and go along to get along that you don't even think about how you feel and what the request would be if you could change the situation. Um, as far as finding out who you are, I think one most importantly, you have to understand that what you do for a living in your purpose is not necessarily the same thing. Your purpose can be a part of your career. Your purpose is just, you know, who you are being intentionally on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. You can be purposeful in a conversation. You can be purposeful in traffic, like, you know, wherever. But just finding out who are you 
besides things about you. Okay. You're a dad. You're a black man. You're a, you know, all these things about you. But who are you as a person? How do you show up? Is it safe to ask you who are you? Wow. Uh, Yeah. That's a great question. (laughs) And I think for me, I can answer it in different ways. The first thing that I am is love. I feel like embodying love, showing it, teaching it, um, and using it as a tool in different ways Mm -hmm. is just who I am as a person. That's the light that I feel like I give to the world. Yeah, no, I say about you, uh, you know, people have to meet you to experience it. But the first time I met you, you came in with an overwhelming sense of like peace and I was like, what is this? Like, how, <laughs> how does one harness the energy to be walking peace, right? In a, in a world, especially right now, in a world so crazy, uh, it's like you carry that energy and you embody it with you. Uh, and that's how I know, like, your practice is real and everything that you're doing. Your students, they look up to you. They love you. You know, so um, the journey to you becoming a yoga instructor, right, a yoga entrepreneur and even a soul coach, what was that? Uh, transformation like what was that that timeline like and how did you get to the point now where it seems like you're so respected right I know a lot of yoga instructors right (laughs) so and and not saying that they're not respected but they just don't have the same um, pull or draw that you have you're able to pull people out people look to you for advice and information you know they run to you so what you know, what is that journey that took you from, okay, I'm tired of corporate America. I know this is not where I'm going to be. I'm starting to become self-aware. I got this lotion that made me question my whole existence. (laughs) Right. So, uh, so now what's next? Uh, the transition was really abrupt because I had had enough. Uh, at that point I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And when I made the decision to quit my job, it was like, I'm going for it. This is not like a baby step. Let me slide and see how these waters are. It was like, go. Uh, So once I, so my yoga journey, my practice started about six months to a year before I became an instructor. And it actually started with acro yoga. So acro yoga is partner yoga, acrobatics and yoga. And it taught me how to trust people. So then I went into a personal practice because I was like, let me see what that can do. And that's what taught me that connection to myself and that awareness and provoked the awakening. Um, And so once all that stuff happened at that job, I was like, after I did that, I felt like I saved the employees there, too, and showed them like you don't have to. But then after the situation was resolved, I was like, I'm still leaving. Now, it's time for me to be done. Like, this is going to keep happening. I'm going to go to a new job where y'all going to get a new manager and we're going to be in the same cycle. I have to go. So um, I ended up getting connected with a well-respected yoga teacher uh, and yoga teacher trainer, Koya Webb. And I was going to take her teacher training and she ended up postponing it. But I was like, I need to change my life right now. So I'm talking to her about it. She's like, I don't know what it is about you, but I just need to facilitate your experience come live with me in LA and I'll teach you privately. And I did not know this woman. That's, that's dope. But it just speaks to the power of the energy I was putting out and what I felt, you know, inspiration wise, as far as like going for this. Mm-hmm. So that happened. Um, and I saved up for this to make sure I didn't know how I was going to make money. I was like, we just gonna see. I just jumped right in and I built my platform over time. And it's been two and a half years now that I've been an entrepreneur, which is a very short period of time. Um, 
And a lot of times I've gotten some like heat and some hate about where I am. <laughs> and how fast you were able to. Yeah, no, it, it's we met. How long? How long have we known each other now? Was it two years? Two years. Yeah. So I met you almost right when you started your journey. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm, I move around the city. I'm pretty well connected. And like I say, when I look up. If we're, somebody's talking about yoga, they have to mention your name. Right. Mm. So. um, So moving on. In, during your entrepreneur journey, what have been some of the things that you found? Uh, because I don't want people just realistically, I, I've noticed that there's two type of people, right? There are the people who save up and then quit mm-hmm. and become an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and then or two type of entrepreneurs. They save up, they have a plan, they quit. And then it's the people who's like, yo, I'm done. Like, I'm done or either I'm fired and I'm not going back. <laughs> so everybody can't make that transition mm-hmm. successfully without their life, you know. Falling um, apart. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So how have you been able to sustain and keep all that together? And um, what are some of the practical tips or steps that you would give to people who are looking to take that journey? Well, one thing that was in my favor to do this was that I don't have any children. So I didn't like even if I was going to struggle, it was just going to be me. So if you have children, I definitely think I would advise you to consider saving up a little bit more. Um, I saved to a certain extent and I was good while I was living in Dallas. But when I transitioned to Houston, I had to I didn't consider that I had to rebuild a new platform here. And that's a part of why you saw the type of ambition that I displayed, because I had no choice. There was fire underneath me and. I just didn't have any time to waste. And that was really, really challenging. That first year was like, um, also because I was in a new space, but because I was working so hard to make it happen so much faster, Mm -hmm. there was so many challenges emotionally. Yeah, no, I've heard people talk about, you know, some people, when you give yourself so many options and so many people that you can rely on, you never get uncomfortable enough to go and be successful. Right. But it sounds like you threw yourself like, yo, this is it. Like either sink or swim, Mm -hmm. I'm not looking back. And from there you were able to kind of grow and get to where you are now. Mm -hmm. And so now you uh, owner of Ascend Clothing Mm -hmm. and you put on these mass meditation events. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just hosted one for black men after the killing of George Floyd and everything that's going on in America. What is it that you hope to transfer over to people by them attending your events? What how are you um, mm-hmm. how are you using your skill mm-hmm. to advance uh, just the world altogether? I want to say America, but it's not just America. Mm-hmm. You know, black black people are everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And they also treat it in, uh, unequally everywhere. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. So how are you using your tool to advance this and but I also know that you have very diverse classrooms too so can you just kind of speak to what you're doing first of all these are phenomenal questions you're doing great thank you yeah (laughs) I'm like these are great um the thing that I hope to transfer my intention is to expand people's consciousness and capacity for compassion so what I do in my yoga classes one of my most popular classes that I do when I'm um, headlining festivals and things like that, it's larger crowd, is Tantra yoga. So that pretty much brings everybody into a collective experience. So you're having one unified experience on your mat instead of a bunch of individual experiences. And tapping them into that kind of consciousness through guided meditation, through eye gazing, through my speech, through what I'm having them embody physically 
helps them get out of their own shell. You know, everyone just walks around worried about themselves and reminding them how connected you are, how powerful you are, and to come from a softer space when you're interacting with other humans. It's so easy to judge someone, get just honking your horn or calling somebody, flipping somebody off in traffic. Right. You know, it's so easy to get into that space and you have to be reminded to come back to the heart space. And I give them those tools and empower them to take that out into the world. So I used to flip people off in traffic. But really? <laughs> no, this, this was a while ago. And it, that's the reason why I decided to bring it up, because it hit me one day like a brick. And I think I was going through my uh, expansion stage. Mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget. I had to be around 22 and somebody cut me off. But I was dealing with my my ego mm-hmm. and who I wanted to become. Mm-hmm. And somebody cut me off and I went off. And I stopped and like my higher conscious self said, mm-hmm. you look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that man can't hear you. Mm-hmm. That man don't know you yelling at him. Right. That might have been a pregnant lady on the way to the hospital. You, you don't, don't know. know. And your ego is allowing you to sit here yell scream and just look dumb and you are you're expending so much energy and when you're done only you're the only person who feel bad and it was like from that mm-hmm. day I, I i kid you not my road rage had to just completely disappear i don't know what happened but it was like like you said like a light went off i was like road rage only hurts the person the person who's like mm-hmm. yelling and screaming because you don't know what's going on on the other side of that right. vehicle so it's best not to even just you know what I hope you guys are safe and you get to where you need to go. But, you know, I'm not about to waste my energy on you. So it's interesting that you brought up the road rage situation because road rage is when you take the small opportunity to release something that you've been carrying around that you haven't addressed. And then you decide to take something personal that someone else is doing, which, like you said, it could be a pregnant woman on the way to the hospital. It could be who knows what, but it can't be personally to you because they don't know you. Right. So you uh, you are it's a you create this facade. that mm-hmm. Oh, I'm mad at that. Mm-hmm. But realistically, you're mad at something that's tearing you up inside mm-hmm. as you chose to ignore. And this is a release. And people get shot over this. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. No, people die of a roll rate. So this is why I enjoy talking to you. Just, <laughs> we hit levels mm-hmm. and start uh, learning. So you celebrated 30, 30 recently. Yes. And I was one of the <laughs> lucky people invited uh, during this uh, socially distant 30 your bash it was actually it was far from a bash it was more like an enlightened experience to share with one another and with you um like what we felt and how we how, how would you call this uh shout out to marlon by the way like shout out to marlon hall my really good friend that hosted it um he does these salon dinners that are to awaken you in some capacity. And so we sat around this dinner table that was handcrafted by him and two of his friends. And the table was made from his grandmother's home. He's just such a great person. Everything has so much meaning. But um, we sat down and we talked about why you. So just pretty much, you know, giving people their flowers while they're here, pouring into people and expressing things that you probably wouldn't hear from them. While you're living. Yeah. You know? No, it was good. Like, uh, and I could just talk about my experience. I came in not knowing what to expect. But I know when it's when it has anything to do with you, it was going to be different. I was like, all right, let me just go. And uh, luckily, I sat next to you. So <laughs> my why you was to you. And you got to tell me some stuff. And you gave me some advice that is ringing in my head loud since that day. Wow. 
And uh, no, it was just a powerful and impactful experience. So one, thank you for inviting me. And I encourage people to try uh, such a dinner. Invite, you know, your closely related people or your close friends and just talk about why you, why you're in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. why I choose to work with you, why I choose to love you, Mm -hmm. you you know, and why I choose to allow you. That it's it's so important. And I think, you know, people traditionally celebrate by other things, you know, numbing agents, partying. And not to say that that stuff isn't fun, but take opportunities when you have people together that mean something to you to do something meaningful sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so one has to ask. um, (laughs) I I just have to ask. Uh, you're on a it's safe to say a spiritual journey or is it because I don't and that's why I'm trying to get to what's like, the other word that you want to use conscious journey con- I want to see how do you differentiate you know what it is that you do you know between religion spirituality just what are your thoughts in that whole realm of thing and then also mm-hmm. just add one thing on it what's the goal what's the end goal of going on the journey that you're on so interesting um as far as the wording, I would say for other people's understanding, spiritual or conscious journey makes more sense. Having a more spiritually or focusing on my spirit as I'm moving through, but expanding my consciousness, just trying to open up my perspective, be one with a universal thought that is rooted in love more than anything else. And then as you unlock these things, there is no goal. You're in flow at that point you're trusting and you're allowing and you're just moving through um the answers as far as the next steps come from being tuned in you're going to get a full body yes every time you're presented with the decision the more conscious you are the more tapped in you are okay so what's the first step for someone who is they're in a place where they know they need to see life different be different experience what it is you're talking about, this bliss that it seems like you like constantly live in. And I think I'm a, a pretty spiritual person, <laughs> but I'm not in bliss like all the time like you. Like sometimes you catch me in my <laughs> ego. I know that's just what it is. <laughs> but so, <laughs> you you managed to like move in this. What is there? A, would you point someone to a certain direction who is just let's just talk about a person who's just completely clueless to themselves? Meditation. People who are really clueless to themselves are usually uncomfortable with themselves. So sitting in silence alone is weird or they can't do it for long. Yeah. You have to start to feel yourself like even taking deep breaths. A lot of people don't acknowledge that they're breathing throughout the day. It's just happening. And you're watching TV, you're talking, you're doing everything. But to mindfully sit down and think about the process of your breathing, come to a space of gratitude, scan from the top of your head all the way down and find out where there's any tension or energy sitting there. And why do you feel that way? Just exploring yourself. No, I noticed you had us uh, take a deep breath right before we engaged in this conversation, which it always helps. Mm -hmm. Um, Why are people afraid to sit? Why do you think people are afraid to sit with themselves and live with themselves? Because it's a lot. If you haven't been doing that, it's a lot of shit in there. (laughs) And it's like, do I really want to do all this work? You start people when you begin your whatever journey you want to call it. 
it's like opening up a closet full of stuff. It's just easier to close the closet and walk away. Rather than thinking about completely, you know, cleaning the closet out in one day, just take one thing out, close the closet and look at it. It can get really uncomfortable. There's so many things that we do to avoid right. what's really going on. But once you do it, it's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it reminds me of when I was in college. I think this is when I started having my uh, spiritual awakening. Um, I think also, unless if you're Christian, I think this is my opinion. I, everybody don't agree with this. If you're Christian, I think it's almost the same of of when you start to say you're getting saved or like you start to see the light or see things in a more um, human way um, or um, I can't think of how uh, enlightenment I mm-hmm, think is what the mm-hmm. Buddhists call it. So, you know, I think our religions has some parallel mm-hmm. in them. I started to see my actions, uh, how like ego driven I was, how uh, sometimes I used to be like, I needed to be in control of situations all the time. And so that's in college is when I start realizing like, oh, okay, it's time to, I, I have to do this work so that I can become the great, a greater human, you know what I mean? And not, not like by my own standards of great, but like I could do more, you know, in great capacity. And it was hard. Like mm-hmm. you said, it was, it was very hard because you had to accept and admit to yourself that you've been doing some things wrong or you have just been unaware. Mm-hmm. And so you've, you've created these patterns, this identity, these habits, this personality based off of um, just like false information Mm -hmm. uh, or or, Mm -hmm. or very loose foundation. And so now to rebuild your foundation and you're almost into adulthood or you really, you are into adulthood. It's like you said, it's scary. You feel naked. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh man, I got to go into the world and rebuild my personality and my character on these new ideals that I've set for myself, which love is one of my um, freedom and love are my like two ideals. I mean, I'm all about working towards freedom, not for myself, not just for myself, for other people, but using the power of love, which is the strongest energy. Um, but before, before then it was just about, you know, power and respect or, you know, right. st- stuff like that. So no, yeah, it, it's not easy unpacking those things, but it's work, much needed work that has to be done. And I think we will all have a better place to live in if we all we would have a way better place to live in and something that you said feeling like you have to restart and you're already grown you have to realize that these um timing standards are illusions people don't want to start over at 30 or 35 or start the work it's like no matter where you are age-wise according to society this is an opportunity that you get to expand in this way before you leave this place so People have to, it's an opportunity to be gentle with yourself, to love yourself, to be forgiving. It's not that you were doing wrong or bad before you just were unconscious. What do you attribute um, to having so many people be unaware? Like, yeah, what is the thing? Why are most people unaware right now? Or do you even have an idea? I'm not saying you have all the answers. That's a great question. I'm going to reference a book it is called um, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh and he basically explains that the purpose of life is for consciousness to discover itself so the evolution of humans being here the rebirth 
and the um, reincarnation and just life coming back on earth over and over again, it moves towards more consciousness, more knowing of self over time. And if you look back just through the history of America, that has happened. We've evolved a long way. Yeah. Not long enough, but a long way from where we were. The things that we know about American history, I could not imagine that being reality today. So, yeah, I think that's why we're here. <laughs> okay. So, what are you hoping to, in the next, let's just say, 10, 15 years, uh, manifest? Or do you... Do you even look that far out or is it a day by day thing? You know, what are you hoping to with your career? I don't know if you can, you know, career as a yoga instructor, coach. Do you have like goals set or is it like as long as I'm in this every day, then I'm doing what I need to do? As long as I am at peace with myself and that I'm living in alignment and that I'm living honestly and truthfully. um, Whatever, you know, I'm attracting at that point will be what it needs to be if that makes sense like my hard goals of like okay in 10 years I'm gonna have this specific house and this kind of car the tangible third dimensional goals have changed for me and it's like the more I'm tapped into the present moment and just attracting and staying in alignment things just come so I don't even have to think about it and I don't need it that's the the difference now too okay does that make sense? No, yeah. So I, I, I kind of what I took from that is, um, as long as you're in flow, uh, I'm, I'm guessing like the law of attraction will bring to you what is. Mm-hmm. But like my goals for ten to fifteen years, there's no. There, I've lived long enough now that you know when you say that you want to be somewhere, you want life to look a certain way in fifteen years. There's so many things that's going to change about you. You might not even want that in five right, years. Right, right. So it's like. As long as I'm, you know, healthy, honest, at peace and still connected to myself, that's what the goal is. That sounds like, uh, how do I say it? Just like a, a great way and philosophy to embody and not have to because, you know, it's so much stress and anxiety around what we hope to happen. Yes. Or what we and things. Yeah. And so that subscribing to that allows you to just like take every and each day by like what what is happening today and be grateful right right no no that's good okay so (laughs) so here we go we we um i'm curious what's the greatest um piece of advice that you've ever received Mm. if Mm. you can just take it in just like what's the greatest piece of advice that you've received on on your journey My mentor, Koya, um, in so many words, let me know that I decide how this looks. And, you know, you're told when you're a kid, you know, anything you want to do, you can be if you put all efforts into it, you work hard, whatever. But the way that she said it and what she meant by it and looking at her life example hit different. And it just, so we were talking about just melting away these have to do's. Like if you think about the order of operations, like people feeling like for me to be this thing professionally, I have to go to college and get this degree. 
I have to have interned here. I have to have worked here for this amount of time. You know, as an entrepreneur, I've realized that I decide my offering. I shape my business. I set my price and I move how I want to. And that level of freedom, just that advice and seeing it broke me open to something else. I've not worked in a yoga studio. <laughs> but yet you're like teaching classes all over. That's, that's right. And in other people's mind, they have that block and barrier of I need to be teaching 10 years in studio before I can give myself permission to show up this way or offer this. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the greatest advice that I've gotten on my path. That's amazing. You know, when, it's something to be said. And we talk, I talk about purpose a lot. Um, when you're in your purpose, your road usually looks unconventional. Also, yes. <laughs> like you can't. You can't line your journey up with somebody else's who's just doing it for the money or just doing it because, you know, this is a good pastime for them. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're in your purpose, you can't you don't know what to expect. You just know you should be doing it right and doing it to the best of your ability to serve other people. And so, no, kudos to you. All right. I think we uh, at that time where we get ready to do rapid fire. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh God, I'm scared. All right. <laughs> I'm just throwing out words. Okay. Right, and you just say whatever comes to your mind. Am I saying one word or anything? A sentence? You know what? I'm a. I, most times it's one word. Okay. I will allow for you okay. three words okay. at best. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow, allow three words. All right. Uh, let's go with first off. In the spirit of uh, this interview. Wait. Huh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. Yep. All right. Oh, God. Consciousness. Necessary. Greenery. Life. Tea. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh man, I'm usually I'm the one uh, messing up rapid fire today. Like I can't even think of anything. We we we're so mellow right now. I can't even like explain it to you. Like we're super mellow. Like the sage, the tea, everything. Mm-hmm. I'm in her vibe right now. So you know, it is what it is. Okay, so the people want to know what are you listening to? What are you watching? Um, podcast. Oh, you we didn't even talk about your podcast. You have your own podcast. I do. Yeah. What's the name of it? It is Ascend with Yogi Jazz. It is a podcast dedicated to the expansion of your consciousness. So people who are on their spiritual journey or they're just interested in certain topics, new perspective, um, it goes deep. It challenges you. It gives you resources. And there's also guided meditations on there. I'm so happy I remember to uh, bring that up. You didn't even tell me. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> definitely check out her podcast. It's like, uh, And I think sometimes I catch the episodes on on Instagram. I love that you post them on Instagram in your stories. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, normally you just scroll through stories and then you get to your story and you just got to stop. It's like, man, I need to log off and like, <laughs> work on my life. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, um, yeah, what are you watching? What are you reading? What do you recommend to people? Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, super spiritual or, you know, motivational or anything, but just what are you taking in? One thing that I watch right now is Insecure, Issa Rae. That yeah. is one of my favorite shows one of my favorite women love Issa Rae um I just finished Dead to Me on Netflix which is really good um reading I just bought a book today called 
uh, The History of White People by Nail Painter. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, the times that we're in right now has gotten me so curious to get back into academics and look through history that is less biased, the history that's presented to us in school. So pretty much the book goes into how the white race was created and just their overall, um, you know, what has to happen for them for this structure to work. Right. And just unpacking where they come from, the Neanderthal genetics that we do not have, which is um, from prehistoric humans that came from a certain type of monkey and that monkey conquest and has an aggressive nature. So aggressively taking and exploring the world is a part of their nature. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it talks about that. that. It talks about, you know, their relocation from different places of the world and then um, looking at American history through the lens of looking at white people's part in it versus the experience of black people. Which on my Instagram, I was just posting a lot of white people, my friends and people that don't know me are coming to me asking me, how can I be a better white person? What can I do? And it's like, you need to understand yourself because white people have never been addressed in school. Um, It's just the default. And then we look at everybody else. Man, that's so true. So it's really interesting um, to look at it and to share this information with people. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, that's a good book. What was the name of that book again? The History of White People awesome. by Nail Painter. All right. And um, when you're not question? listening to your own podcast or doing your own podcast, are there any podcasts out there that you would recommend? Uh, one of my homegirls, she has a podcast called Colored Couch Conversations, and it's black women talking about different taboo things um, in a conscious way. But music-wise, uh, I'm listening to Lucky Day. I'm listening to um, Sir. I'm listening to Nipsey. I'm listening to um, D Smoke. I'm listening to, let me give you one more. Um, Sabrina Claudio, you know, Janae, all of those type of vibey people. <laughs> all right. So before we get out of here, uh, you've already given so much. So sorry to put you on a spot for more, but. Is there any parting advice that you have for people who are listening, people who might want to start this journey of self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-growth? I want to give people permission to be comfortable and happy and to take up space. Let the world adapt to you rather than you adapting to the world. Like everybody should give themselves permission to have this human experience in full. As we know, as far as we know, we're only going to be here once. To our knowledge, you know? Right. Do it. Be here. Be aware. Be present. Be present. Explore. Feel good. Tell the truth. Express. Live. Yeah. Live. <laughs> Live. <laughs> you know, it's so, it's so simple, but it's so easy. It can to be so hard. Yeah, you just kind of get over. Uh, how do people follow you? Instagram, Yogi Jazz Porter, Y-O-G-I-J-A-Z-P-O-R-T-E-R. That's on all platforms. And my email address is yogijazzporter at gmail.com. Website is the same as well. Yo, Jazz, I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you for thank you. <laughs> uh, hitting us with your heavy vibes of peace, love, um, and growth and awareness. Um, yeah, until next time, <laughs> I hope to have you back again. I really appreciate it. Anytime. All right. This has been episode three 
of the Transformation Chamber. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks again for tuning in to the Transformation Chamber. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. Also, check us out on YouTube. To find out more about yoga entrepreneur Jazz Porter, follow her at Yogi Jazz Porter or visit her website at yogijazzporter.com. To find out more about the Transformation Chamber, follow me at Joshua T. Dada or visit my website at joshuatdada.com. Until next time, peace.